Let's make today the day you get one step closer to becoming the parent you've always wanted to be and the parent your children deserve. Welcome to Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. I am your host, Erin Taylor, and I have wanted to help parents and children literally since I was 11 years old. I created this podcast to help you make a stronger, healthier, deeper connection to your child, to understand the inevitable challenges a little better, and learn some new ways to navigate them when they occur. Thank you for spending some time with me. Now let's get this show started. Hello and welcome to episode 617. After probably more than a year of deliberation and thought on my part, I decided a few months ago to treat myself to an Apple Watch. And... I've been enjoying it, actually. But this episode is not about my Apple Watch. Apple has a walking program where they have recordings of different people walking and telling stories about their lives. And I decided to try... uh, the first recording that popped up. I had never done this walking program. But I was walking by myself today, not with my husband like I normally do. So I decided to listen to one of these Time to Walk programs. And it was famous NBA star Carmelo Anthony talking about walking and talking about his life. He was walking in the neighborhood where he grew up. And it was kind of cool because you could hear the his shoes crunching on the ground beneath him as he's walking. So you can hear that he's walking while he's talking. Anyway, the reason that I am bringing all of this up is because I wanted to share a little bit about one of the stories he told from his childhood His dad died of cancer when he was two years old. I looked that up after listening to this walking program and listening to his story. So he died when he was two years old. So he never really got a chance to know his dad. And he's named after his dad. His dad was also named Carmelo. But he didn't know his dad or I suppose didn't know much about his dad. What he did know is that he never, nobody ever heard of the name Carmelo. Nobody knew how to pronounce it. Nobody knew how to spell it. What is your name? Caramello, Caramel, Carmel. Who are you? So as he was growing up as a young child, he became embarrassed by his name. And he didn't want to have that name, Carmelo. And so when he was in third grade, he tells this story about, I guess he had moved to a new school for third grade. And the teacher asked what his name was. And he decided on the spot in that moment that he 
was not going to tell her his real name because he was embarrassed. And so he told her his name was Tyrone. And she said, oh, okay, Tyrone, what's your last name? And he desperately searched, and the first name that popped into his head was Johnson. So he became known as Tyrone Johnson in his school and in his class. And one day, I guess pretty early into the school year, his mom brought him to school, and everyone was saying, oh, hello, Mrs. Johnson. Good morning, Mrs. Johnson. And she said, Mrs. Johnson? I am not Mrs. Johnson. Who are you talking about? And they said, well, your son Tyrone, his name is Tyrone Johnson. And she said, his name is not Tyrone Johnson. His name is Carmelo Anthony. And then it came out that he had made up a name for himself and did not tell his real name. And then he got in trouble and suspended from school for telling this lie. And... He then went on to tell the story how he went home and his mom told him about his name and why he's named after his dad. And his dad was Puerto Rican born and he was apparently um, a big activist in the Puerto Rican community and well-respected. So once he learned about his dad, and his mom, of course, told him to never be afraid to be who you are and never be ashamed to be who you are and wear your name proudly, basically. And from that point on, he proudly called himself by his given name, Carmelo. And that story... I believe that he told that story partially to, uh, well, I guess to show that he, once he understood the background of his name and more about his dad, he became proud to, to have that name and to be named after his dad. But the thing that stuck with me about that story is how much this is a perfect illustration of what I always talk about with the iceberg. When our child is behaving, let's say presenting an undesirable behavior, whether it's lying like Carmelo did, or being mean, or having a tantrum, or talking back, or breaking the rules, not cleaning their room, anything. When they have undesirable behavior, that is what we see. But that is only the tip of the iceberg, literally. What's going on under the surface is a far bigger piece that we can't see, that is invisible. But that is really what's going on. The behavior is just a messenger, an indicator to tell us that there's a problem. Our child is struggling and they need help with something. And it is our responsibility to see if we can figure out what the root of the issue is so that we can meet that unmet need and help our child. Well, in Carmelo's case, he told a pretty big lie at school as a third grader, didn't he? He made up a totally new identity. And when it came out, his school suspended him. But the reason that he made up a name is because he felt embarrassed and ashamed of his name. And he didn't understand the significance of his name. 
So did suspending him really solve the root issue? Or was it his mom explaining why he has his name and telling him more about his dad, who he became very proud to be associated with? I would guarantee you that it was his mom helping to get to the root of the issue, which was his shame and embarrassment, having a name that no one knew how to say or pronounce or spell, and helping him to understand why he could be proud of having that name. That's what resolved the issue. He never lied about his name after that, but not because he was suspended. He didn't lie about his name because he no longer felt shame. His mom helped him to no longer feel ashamed of his name. And that story really stuck to me because I I just think about how many times our kids display certain behaviors, undesirable behaviors, and we go about trying to correct the behavior on the surface level of what it is they're doing by trying to stop them from doing the undesirable thing. But do we stop before we do anything or address it in any way? Do we stop first and think, what is this behavior trying to tell me? What is showing up in front of me? What do I need to understand or learn or figure out about my child? And then how can I help them? How can I help them to eliminate the need for this undesirable behavior to show up? I had a very powerful session with one of my clients this week. She and her daughter, who have been having major power battles, had an epiphany, an epiphanic moment, if that's even a word. They had a discussion and her young, young-ish daughter came to her in this discussion and explained that she felt that when her younger sister was born, her mom was no longer her mom and was now her sister's mom and their dad was her dad. So she was able to articulate that she believed there was a split in her family when the younger sibling came along. What an epiphany. What a deep, deep, deep root her behavior had. Once her mom understood the root of the behavior, then she could set about soothing her child and helping her to understand there was actually not a split in our family when your sibling was born. It's just that your sibling was born. I remain the mom to both of you. I want to be the mom to both of you and I always will be the mom to both of you. So now, after that conversation, instead of having power battles when her daughter's talking back or uh, doing something for negative attention or arguing with her sister or being unkind, instead of her mom being focused on the behavior and trying to stop the behavior, the mom is investing time, effort, and attention into healing and repairing that, that disconnect 
that she didn't even know her daughter believed had happened. She didn't even know it. So how could she even address it until she knew it? But her daughter was brilliant in being able to explain it to her and to articulate what she was thinking inside. And since that conversation, their relationship has has just blossomed. The power struggles are gone. The mom's attention is in the right place, healing that disconnect and connecting more deeply with her child. The undesirable behaviors that they were seeing on the surface are gone and their bond is stronger than ever. And that's another example of the iceberg and how powerful it is when we get to the root of the behavior, the root of the issue, the root of the problem, rather than staying on the surface of the behavior like that school did to Carmelo Anthony. The school suspended him, but the mom, his mom, addressed the root of the problem. So I I, I always think it's easier to understand concepts and learn things through storytelling. So I hope these two examples that I shared with you today really bring to life how important it is to get to the root of your child's behavior and understand why this undesirable behavior has shown up so that you can really go about addressing the underlying need and then the behavior, the undesirable behavior will just diminish or disappear altogether. It's, it's, it's kind of like magic, even though it is not magic. So I hope you've gotten some great value out of this episode. I enjoyed telling these two stories to you. And I hope wherever you are in this world, that you will make it a very illuminating day for yourself. That wraps up this episode of Powerful Parenting for Today's Kids. If you know anyone who could benefit from this episode or this podcast in general, please share it with them. Also, I always love hearing feedback from my listeners. I welcome you to send me an email to erin at erin-taylor.com if you have any comments or questions that come up for you in an episode. Our children are our future. Parenting them is the most sacred task we will ever be asked to do. It truly does take a village to raise a child. Let's help each other to raise our children to be who it is they are meant to be. If at any point you feel like you need a little extra help and support, reach out to me. I am here to help you.